questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. What if you and I are all characters in a Deep State movie production? At least, that's how 2020 feels. One scene begins, and just before you think there's going to be an intermission, another very different scene begins with a totally different and unpredictable plot, at least for the masses. How will this movie end, and can we change the course so that the ending fits more of our collective agenda of freedom, peace, and prosperity? That is why tonight's guest is here. He is someone who sees beyond the fog that will help guide us to what lies ahead. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy, MMS, CBD pure hemp oil, Divinia water, pure organic sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. Called by Wired Magazine, an authority on the hermetic and alchemical traditions, an erudite conspiracy hunter, Jay Whitener is a renowned author, filmmaker, and scholar, considered to be a modern-day Indiana Jones. For his ongoing worldwide quests to find clues to mankind's spiritual destiny by ancient societies and artifacts, his body of work offers great insight into the circumstances that led to the current global crisis. Jay Whitener is also a director and producer known for Deep Space, The Last Avatar, and Infinity, The Ultimate Trip, Journey Beyond Death, and others. His website is jwhitener.com, which is also linked at ours. He also has a YouTube channel and a show called Reality Check. And directly from Southern Colorado, I would like to welcome Jay Whitener. Hello, Jay, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? Hey, I'm really good, Mel. How are you? Great. And Jay, usually we discuss your work and your analysis on movies, which I always enjoy. But this year, I want to get the Jay's cut on a movie where you and I and Oral, all our listeners, are playing a part in. It's called 2020, the Deep State Production 2020. Why don't we begin with your take on this year? Um, <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I was told by my good friend Robert Phoenix that we were going to, that sometime in January, I don't really understand astrology, so I listened to him, that, that Pluto would conjunct with Saturn. <clears throat> and everybody that knew astrology was like, oh, this is really, really bad. And I, not knowing anything about it, didn't pay any attention to it too much. <clears throat> so I went off to Costa Rica in January, had a really, really nice uh, time, and uh, got back on the 24th. And um, <clears throat> I said to myself, well, all those guys must be wrong because nothing happened, right? Little did I know that something was going on. It just hadn't been publicized quite yet. And... Um, and that was the uh, so-called virus, whatever it really is, <clears throat> which could be argued until the cows come home. And so we went into lockdown. They told us it was going to be two weeks. And uh, it's still going on in a lot of places. And uh, the whole world lockdown was probably one of the craziest, weirdest things I've ever witnessed. And, um, <clears throat> and it, uh, it called into question, uh, you know, everything. What happened is, is that we went from, maybe not you and I, but most people trusting experts to now vast majority of people don't trust experts anymore. And um, so now we don't believe anything we're being told. 
I am not, uh, 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 not anymore. And so in a way they broke a, a spell that they had over us and they accidentally broke it. And that spell was sports, mass media. Uh, we began, uh, people had enough time finally to actually look and examine what was going on. And they realized that almost everything they knew was false and not real. And <clears throat> so there was this kind of uh, what I call a dismal enlightenment uh, uh, that happened. And now here we are uh, at the end of uh, the election process, and there's a massive cover-ups going on, which involves uh, a major political party, intelligence agencies, uh, media, the high-tech companies, <clears throat> uh, Hollywood, uh, and, and the billionaire class. And so we see now that the through the cover-up of the current crisis, which is this laptop thing with uh, Joe Biden's son, we can see the entire face of the deep state. <clears throat> it's all they're all coming out of the woodwork. They're all making themselves clear to us, and um, and it's quite amazing that uh, because now it seems like they don't care anymore about the veneer of fairness and um, objectivity. This is, you know, we're going to lie to you and uh, we're gonna not going to tell you the truth. And if you don't like it, too bad. Uh, and that's the attitude right now. But what that has inadvertently created was, of course, you know, the uh, laws of physics, you know, of a, an equal and opposite reaction. So... Now we out here in the hinterlands are beginning to realize that anything that uh, Fang, uh, Facebook, Apple, Net, uh, Netflix, Google, and you can include um, Twitter in there too, uh, <clears throat> anything that they censor is probably the truth. So um, the researchers are, go off on a mad scramble looking deeply into anything that they're censoring because it means something. And so they're inadvertently, by censoring, are creating pockets of uh, curiosity within the body politic, which want to know why you are censoring this information. And then we see that it, it's, it's like, a, uh, like there's a secret conductor, and he's conducting this orchestra. And the orchestra is high tech, you know, um, social media, uh, the regular media, uh, the intel agencies, the education establishment. Uh, it's, it's, it, 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 and they're all in unison. I, I've never seen anything like it. And uh, so I don't know what to say anymore. I mean, at, at this point, I'm like, I don't get it, you know. I, I think that. I think we're moving into a place where um, a very dangerous time. I'll just put it to you that way. I just saw a, uh, a, a left left wing uh, site that um, will show you every single Trump donor in your area. Yep, saw that today. Google or, and um, that's 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 just uh, that's going to cause a lot of problems. They're doxing every single donor, even if you donate ten dollars. Yep, every donor is getting doxed, and <clears throat> and I think it is legal because it's public record. But uh, still, the idea of what they're doing is not by showing their locations. They're not they're not exposing you as a donor. They're exposing where you live to crazy crackpot followers. And that's the problem with that one. So I don't know um, if they can get away with that or not. But um, that's just the beginning. It, it, the, the Civil War will be real, but it will also be the pre-war will be fought on the Internet. And that's where we are right now. Add to that the letters that some people are reporting and receiving in front of their homes saying, we know who you are. You're a Trump supporter. Uh, please make sure that you're, you have adequate insurance policy, your insurance policy is up to date and you have enough fire coverage. You've been warned. 
Have you seen those? I have, and you know, um, <clears throat> for the you know, uh, I, I'm 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 just about on the edge right now of going and getting two very large dogs. I have a ranch, and um, this this is a small area with not too many people and relatively safe. But um, I've seen things in the last couple months <clears throat> that shouldn't be taking place in such a small area, a, small, a low populated area, and and people are moving in like crazy. Um, every every house in our area has been sold and sold immediately, usually for ten or fifteen percent higher value than it was sold for, and uh, they're coming from everywhere for the first time. Uh, in my life in Colorado, I'm seeing a large number of New York license plates. Mostly I see Florida, California, and Texas, but now I'm starting to see New York. So I have a friend in New York, and he's a well-off dude, and he bought two homes in uh, in Colorado, and he'd never visited Colorado his whole life. Um, but he just... Uh, sitting in, in Manhattan, he purchased vir, uh, using a virtual site. He, he viewed a bunch of homes. And he ended up purchasing two, <clears throat> and he moved to Southern Colorado from New York, from Manhattan, just recently. The same sight thing. Unseen. It, sight unseen. That's the yeah. same thing is happening here. Even the multi-million-dollar houses that were flat for the past fifteen years, when it comes to appreciation, in the past three to six months. They're just skyrocketing. People are not even coming to see them. They just buy them. No, there's a the, the, uh, single-family home-building boom right now, bigger than I think in like 40 years. And it's people uh, moving from the cities to the country. So my theory is, is that my theory is uh, that the, um, the, the billionaire class is doing something that they are calling the Great Reset. And I've been covering the Great Reset quite a bit, and I'm extremely fascinated by it. And we don't know really what the Great Reset is, except that the guys that, like Davos are talking about it. And so we have to ask, okay, what is the Great Reset? Well, if you do a dig into their literature and into some alternative scientific literature, you can see that <clears throat> I'll just be blunt with you uh, that what they're planning, it started with the COVID, it started with 2020, and it's a 10-year plan. It's going to end in 2030, and the plan is to reduce the population by quite a bit. Uh, we will have about, uh, I've heard that the goal is 100 million people in North America. That would be Canada and the United States. There's currently right now, what, four, three, about 300 and almost 400 million. So that'd be one out of every four people will go. Um, and um, digital currency. So we'll wake up on a Monday morning and all of your bank accounts will be closed. All of your credit cards will be closed and everything will be reopened using digital currency. In other words, they'll take all your money and they'll move it over to a digital account probably taking a percentage along the way. Then we'll have a world currency. Then they want to move everybody out of the country and into the smart cities by 2030. And one of the ways they're going to accomplish that is, and this is happening also where I live, is um, the COVID is absolutely destroying rural hospitals. They're all on the edge of bankruptcy right now. The hospital that is near me, not near me, it's like an hour away, but the hospital that's the nearest to me used to have two or 300 cars in its parking lot. I passed it the other day and it had like 15. So everybody's afraid to go to the doctor and get, you know, their minor surgeries and all that. Uh, and they frighten the hell out of everybody to such a degree that um, they've caused, you know, all of the economies to, to slow down out in the rural areas. So we're going to reach a point where that's what the fires are also, by the way. The fires are to burn people out of the country, force them back into the city. Now we have an exodus doing the opposite right now, which I guess they've already anticipated in some way. 
And, um, and so somehow they're going to have to reverse the flow from the city to the country back from the, for the rural back to the city, which is their goal. And that's the only way that they can control us. So they, they view it as a dystopian smart city where everything you do is controlled. Your calories are controlled. Um, you, you're, you're told, you know, you've already had your 750 calories today. You can't have any more. And, and you'll have a chip in you that's watching all of this. And you'll, you're saying with your thermostat, you won't be able to raise your thermostat over a certain temperature or under a certain temperature if you have air conditioning. And uh, they will uh, they will control it, in other words. And everything will be that way. That's That's the technocratic goal of where we are headed. It's the dark side of the age of Aquarius. The age of Aquarius is about... <clears throat> family and friends and nature and clean air and clean water and all of that and that's what we all thought we were getting to going towards but they the dark side of the age of aquarius is the green new deal not you and i taking care of where we live and making sure that there's no pollution and that the water is clean and everything. We have a top-down nightmare communist deal where they're going to um uh, pin us to the ground with with their regulations. So we're, right now we're at the we're at an early point. There's a bunch of other stuff I could tell you, but we're at an early point right now where we can still make somewhat of a choice. And <clears throat> and if the deep state wins this election, and they could very well, they could, um, then it's probably over. Uh, so we'll see about that, but. We're reaching this place where we have a choice. And the choice is, A, the technocratic future I just laid out to you, where we're all stuck in the smart cities. Or, two, we decentralize. We bring our high-tech goodies out to the country. We grow our own food, and we take care of our friends and family and our neighbors and our community. And we tone down the reliance on technology. And that's the choice that we have. And um, I'm going for the latter myself, and I'm actually living that life. But uh, I'm off-grid, and, you know, I, I, I'm, I've got solar hot water, and I've, I'm growing a lot of food. And But, you know, I, I realize that not everybody is going to be able to do that. So you really need to start, like, facing up to what is happening to us and we got to face it without any fear. And right now, fear is our worst enemy. And that's all they can conjure right now is fear, fear of everything. And, um, and, I, and I pretty much don't think there's much to be afraid of outside of that future I just laid out. And I think the fear is promulgated now with the mess. Just everybody has to continue wearing the mask so that it's always in your mind. But those figures you were quoting, I believe they come from the website Deagle, D-E-A-G-E-L.com. And by the way, I'm on the website, and I used to frequent it a lot just to quote some information. They're hiding now their forecast for 2025. I'm clicking here to, to show the forecast, which shows that the United States has just a, a little bit of GDP. The population goes down to a to 100 million, two-thirds down. Uh, apparently, this is becoming too public. People are suspecting this is no longer a conspiracy. But let me just say something here before we continue. One of our listeners, who's a professional in the financial industry, contacted me a few weeks ago and with something interesting. She said, watch this interview with Dr. Fauci. I watched it, and he clearly said... COVID-16. So he had a slip of the tongue there, COVID-16, and then he said COVID-19. That, to me, opened a Pandora's box, uh, Jay. You know, Hillary Clinton was supposed to be the president in 2016, and it was going to be COVID-17. And when we think of the billions of hollow point bullets that the government, DHS, bought, remember that? The boxcars, the guillotines, the, the, the redone Walmart. What if Trump derailed or postponed, rather, those plans until now? Um, I think he probably did, and he may still be um, derailing them. We don't know. Um, you know, I, I, as much as I'd love to believe that there's um, 
a lot of white hats that are trying to help us. Sometimes I have to wonder if that's true or not. <clears throat> and um, I really think that we have to um, we have to start relying on ourselves and not on anybody outside. I think we're in. I think we're being attacked by China right now. It's a secret war. I think that China may be responsible for the fires. I think China wants to move to the West Coast. I know they do. They've already put out reports about it. I think they want to take over the West Coast. I think people in Portland and Seattle and San Francisco and L.A. are, uh, especially the very poor people who are caught in the inner city who are not going to be able to get out. They're going to wake up one day and the cops aren't going to be white and the mayor's not going to be white and the um, city council's not going to be white. They're going to be Asian. And uh, you're going to be stuck still in the same place that you are now, but you will have a different set of masters. And I really believe that's what's going on. I believe that um, this is a, a concerted plan and that the leaders of, uh, of the Democratic Party know that this is going on and they have in some ways approved it. And uh, uh, it's it's really, truly a, a takeover by the Chinese. And uh, this uh, uh, Biden's laptop is going to prove that Joe Biden is right in the back pocket of the Chinese, that they have so all sorts of uh, uh, stuff on, on them. And, um, and uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know where this is going. We had a we had a near revolution in China, but now that's gone. Um, there were riots in Shanghai and Hong Kong and Taipei, not Taipei. I can't remember the other one, but you know they're gone now. They're, it's over. So um, the COVID accomplished so many things for them. There's no more rush hour traffic. Um, uh, air pollution is way down everywhere, which is good, I guess. Um, I like the fact that, you know, 60% of everybody's working from home. I always work better from home than I ever did at work. I had too many distractions at work. Too many people want to talk to me and things. And, you know, I'm a writer and I need my solitude and I never got it going to a corporation. So I think that's where we're at. We're at this place where we've never been. And as I like to say, uh, when you find yourself in a novel situation, wake up and pay attention because if you're in a situation that's never occurred before, you've got to be on your toes. What you just said about China is so true. I've been saying that for years. They're buying us. They're just conquering us from the inside. I bet you folks, if you go out there and find out some of the movie theaters, if you still have any open around your areas, find out, find out who owns them. And I guarantee you, the majority are owned by China. And this is why a lot of the movies cannot cross that line. All the scripts have to be reviewed by China. So they have conquered us culturally without firing a single bullet, Jay. Yeah, they, they own the N NBA. Um, now the NBA is anti-American and pro-Chinese. You can figure that one out. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's quite astonishing. And it's happening right in front of us. And, you know... <clears throat> The um, in 20, 2014, <clears throat> the New World Order, the leaders of the New World Order had a meeting with the leaders of China, uh, the Communist Party. And um, there was like four on each side, four, four guys from the West and then four uh, Chinese guys sitting at a table. And the leader of the West um, said to the four Chinese guys, he said, uh, well, we just want to, you know, congratulate you on, on your economy and the incredible success that you guys have, have created. And, um, uh, it's, it's practically a miracle, the economic success that you guys have done. And of course we think that, you know, part of your success is due to us because we gave you technology and, and secrets and, and things like that. By the way, the Chinese are all got their arms crossed, look with a frown on their face during all of this. And um, <clears throat> we just want you to know that we think it's time for China to uh, join the family of nations. We think you're finally ready. And we want to invite you to join um, our special family of nations. 
and, and that's what, what we're here for. That's what this meeting is about. And there's like this like two-minute pause, silence. And the leader of the Chinese uh, group, uh, with his arms still folded, with a frown on his face, starts talking, finally. And he says, well, first off, thank you very much for the compliments. We really appreciate it. Secondly, what do you mean? What, what what do you mean by the family of nations? What are you talking about? And the guy, the New World Order guy, goes, "Well, you know, <clears throat> we we want you to join the family of nations, but you know, there's one thing that you're going to have to do before you do this, before we let you in uh, to our group." And the Chinese guy goes, "And what is that?" And the New World Order guy goes, "Well, you have to um, liberalize your uh, society." Now there's another long pause. And then the Chinese guy goes, oh, what does liberalize your society mean? And the New World Order guy goes, well, you kind of have to do what Europe and the United States did and Canada and, uh, you know, let everybody into your country, a mixed race uh, society. And uh, um, that's what we mean. Now the pause is like three minutes. And then the Chinese guy goes, thank you for your offer. However, we must decline. And then the uh, New World Order guy goes, well, why? Why are you declining? And then the Chinese guy goes, first off, we are not a country. We are a 5,000-year-old culture. We were here long before any of you were here. We were uh, had a full-blown culture while you guys were still in the caves. And no, we have no intention of joining your family of countries and nations. So don't ever ask us again and never ask us to liberalize our society again. This meeting is over. Thank you very much. And they all got up and left. The New World Order guys were stunned. They thought for sure that they were going to, you know, agree to all of this. They came back to uh, to wherever they w- were at. And um, then they called up Donald Trump and asked him to run for president. And Donald Trump said, why are you asking me to run for president? And they said, because China has literally declared war on us. And so after years of going, taking us through this globalism BS, finally the guys on top of the New World Order have realized that if they don't get their act together, they're going to be under the boot of China too, and they will be. So they had two choices. One, buckle under or two, create a resistance. And so they have created a resistance. They're moving everything back into the United States. Um, All the companies, the pharmaceutical companies, they're all coming back. There's this guy. um, He's actually pretty interesting. His name is Peter Zion. And I think it's spelled Z-I-H-A-N. And I think that's his name. Yeah. And he's like this uh, global analyst. And he's hip to everything I'm telling you. And what he says is that they have come to realize that um, the golden cow is not globalization. The uh, golden cow is the United States. And he says that, you know, the the United States has 34,000 miles of navigable river. China has six. Europe has five. Uh, he said the United States has, and all, all of those rivers are flowing through the grain belts where all the food is grown. So the United States is actually a, a net exporter of food, of course, one of the only countries that is. And um, we now have our own energy. So right. the United States right now, Peter says, is in the position of becoming like a gigantic superpower as the world, he says the world is going to fragment and and there's going to be wars and things all over the place. And he says that he thinks that the, the, the people in charge have decided that they're going to stick with the United States. We're going to be the number one power. We're pulling back out of China and we're pulling back out of a lot of the globalist ventures. They didn't work. They were wrong and uh, they know it now. So, it's been a kind of a weird thing where the people that I detest are now realizing that they made a lot of big, huge mistakes and that um, if they don't um, 
come back to Fortress America really fast, China will overtake them. If that they they could overtake them even if we did that. But so that's the mentality. That's why I think Trump will probably win unless Biden has also gone to these same people and said, "No, I will do the same thing as Trump. I will do Fortress America. I will if he, if he's already gone and done them, then it's it's a toss up. But if it turns out in the laptop that Biden has been compromised by the Chinese, and I have heard that it does show that, then it'll be Trump. He'll win. It doesn't make any sense that Biden would be advocating the same policies that Trump wants to push forward because that alienates the people that are behind the Democratic Party, which, by the way, it's no longer JFK's Democratic Party. Oh, my God, JFK couldn't get elected dog catcher today. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's that's exactly right. So, you know, the uh, the globalists were the Democratic Party, okay, and they still are. So the, there's globalists, there, there's a, the, but the new, the Republicans were also the globalist party. Trump has now turned the Republicans into the nationalist party, And the Democrats have found themselves now the globalist party and at a time when America is turning more nationalist. Uh, another thing that has to be thought of here is this very important statistic. The average conservative family is having three to five children. The average liberal family is having less than two. So uh, there's no replacement rate, if you catch my draft. So in like 15 years, this is also Peter Zihan, in 15 years, this country is going to have a vast majority of conservatives. So we have uh, a lot of things happening at once. And this is one of the reasons why the left is freaking out and why they have to win now. They see the same statistics. They know they're literally being outscrewed. And that, uh, and by the way, this is how the Irish, you know, uh, took back Ireland from the British. They just had more children than they did, uh, causing the British to make all these anti-Catholic jokes about, you know, eight eight kids in an Irish family while the British only have two. And um, so the, this is what's going on. And uh, when you add in Bill Gates, um a guy who uh, dropped out of college after one month, um, who all he's really known for is running a really crappy software company. And now he's dictating, you know, vaccine rules and, and, and medical laws to us. And it's like, you know, I would say Orwellian, but Orwell would never even have thought of any of these things. And speaking of what they want, it since they're not reproducing enough, I think that's why they don't want walls. They don't want borders. And also they want to bring millions of people. I remember before Obama left, when you had these caravans coming, and uh, there were a lot of people from the Middle East because we were bombing Syria, and they were bringing hundreds of thousands to be placed around the United States. This is why, right? They just wanted new voters. Just put them on the dole. You don't speak English. That's okay. We'll support you. We'll give you a house, and we'll give you food. We'll give you a job, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, see, that was... That was exactly about the the time that the uh, New World Order got the word from China. So that they began realizing that this plan, this wet dream of theirs for this one world globalism and everybody could travel to back and forth, no borders and all of that was not going to work. That's why 2015 was the last year that any of this actually really happened. And they threw their weight behind Trump. I know, oh, no, the new, Trump isn't supported by the New World Order. Yes, he is. And um, that's not necessarily a bad thing because it means that the New World Order is changing their mind about what they were doing. They were making a gigantic mistake. All of us who were saying it were right. And they're now, uh, you know, there is no immigration right now. You know that. Illegal or legal. There's yeah. no immigration. All the borders are closed. They're closed. Uh, yes, we can go to Mexico. I can go to yeah. Mexico. But if you're if you're not a, a U.S., you know, I have a business in Mexico, right, a, a rental place, and then some customers went down there, and one of them was Israeli and couldn't return. <laughs> Had to take yeah. a plane from there to Israel. Yep. 
Um, I, I've seen that a lot. So yeah, the, uh, so the uh, uh, so what what has happened here? Well, um, the border is now completely shut without the Democrats saying a word. The um, Trump has been give, been given all of these emergency powers because of the COVID thing, and he's like um, he knows that the uh, um, the uh, the uh, financial reset is coming and we're all going to go to digital currency. So he's blowing the fiat currency like there's no tomorrow because it isn't worth a dime. So it, all these bailouts and everything are doing it with a currency that's probably not even going to be around in a year or two. So, you know, it's, 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 kind of, um, it's kind of brilliant in a lot of ways. He's put the federal reserve under federal jurisdiction for the first time ever. Um, a lot of weird stuff is going on. I heard this is, the other day, Jay. Sorry, go ahead. There is a what I'm trying to say is we were headed down a certain direction for the last 40 or 50 years, and we have had a correction. The course has been corrected. Not all the way, not as fast as we wanted or anything like that, but there has been a course correction. We are not going down the road we were going down just a few years ago. It's a completely different road now. I was going to say that with this fight between Trump and Pelosi about the new stimulus package, you probably have heard about this, and they were saying, no, we're not going to do this until after the election. Did you hear, and I don't know if this is true or not, I'm just going to pass it out there for people to digest it if they want to, that Trump was going to go to the Treasury and have them print a one trillion dollar coin circumventing the federal reserve print a one trillion dollar coin to be able to send twelve hundred dollars to all those people who qualify have you heard that i haven't but it wouldn't surprise me if that he would do that because i mean he just does things that are so bold and breathtaking you know and uh yeah the only question really on the election is are there more people that hate trump than people who yeah. like trump Because that's what it is. And the people that hate Trump really friggin' hate him. Let me tell you, it's just, it's over the top, unbelievable. But they really do hate him. But when you ask them, why do you hate him? They just, I, they just start telling you all these stories and no one, I mean, grab it by the P, blah, 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 all those things. He filed bankruptcy so many times, you know, and, and his taxes. This is one that I, that gets me, the taxes, tax returns. Well, The man was a billionaire before he was president. What I'd like to know is how is it that Pelosi is worth $190 million? dollars? How is it that Jill and Joe Biden in the year 2018 reported $369,000 and then in the year 2019 they reported $15.6 million? dollars? Feinstein and the rest of them with $100 million dollars worth on a salary that's what? Less than $300,000? How is that possible and why are people not asking for those tax returns. I'd love to become a politician if that's the way to go, but I'm not going to be corrupted. Yeah, that's, uh, that's right. Um, yeah, anybody who uh, thinks that you can, you know, that, that looking at a businessman's tax returns is going to tell you much, doesn't understand business. I mean, you know, I made, I made the movie, the last avatar and I put my own money in it. My company's money. I mean, And we, we blew out about $220,000 on it altogether from beginning to the end. And uh, we made maybe $70,000 at most on the movie. And uh, we're still making money. But, I mean, you know, the initial return was about $70,000. And so for the next three years, I didn't pay taxes. That's I mean, right. I didn't pay any taxes. Carryover loss right there. Making, yeah, yeah, I was making I was making a lot of money at my job, and I wasn't paying any taxes. And so I kindly had to tell people at work that this is how it works. I put a whole bunch of money in, my own money that had already been taxed, and I bought and I, and I spent $220,000 of it that was spent in the community at restaurants and in rental places, and right? All mixed into the mixing it right into the economy. And um, and then I didn't get my return back. So guess what? I get to get have a tax write-off. That's what happens. People who take risks get these things happening to them. Trump is definitely a risk taker. That's the tax law. And the fact that he had, you know, he hardly paid in a couple of years was because he overpaid the years before. But 
the media will not report those things because they're not part of the narrative. I don't think the media is smart enough to understand it. Yeah. I don't think that the people in the media have ever run a business or understand anything about a business. And I think they actually resent people that have businesses and run them. And, um, uh, you know, they're just guys who've got degrees in journalism. They're not like well-rounded people or anything. I don't even think that you need a degree in journalism. All you can, if you're handsome or pretty and you can read from a teleprompter, you're hired. Uh, yeah, there isn't much journalism going on. For instance, with the Hunter's laptop, <clears throat> how come nobody, if they say, oh, it's a hoax, it's a hoax. Okay, great. Well, go research it and tell us how, how it got hoaxed. So the next time it happens, we'll know, right? How, how, how and who hoaxed all of this. But they don't. They just say it's a hoax. They don't have any evidence. They don't present any evidence. They do not one a minute of investigation into any of it. Um, you know, and, and, and so it's not even journalism. It's just political activism disguised as journalism. I want to come back to Hunter's laptop in a minute, but you were talking about working from home. I think that's great for a lot of people. But one thing people are not realizing is that by the year 2030, millions of jobs around the world, and I believe the number is over 800,000 in the United States, will be going to robotics. And all the, the, the truckers and so many jobs, radiologists, that's going to go away. But right now with, with outsourcing, if you are the CEO of a company and you have a thousand people and 95% are working from home now, they weren't before and you had to pay real estate, you know, and rentals and in offices, don't you think it's going through their mind, why do I need them? Why can I ship these jobs to India and to Southeast Asia and so on? Uh, probably, Penn Interest just um, uh, paid $87 million to get out of their San Francisco um, real estate loan, uh, uh, building, a building that they rented in San Francisco. They paid $87 million to get out of it because they, they realize that they don't even need to have a building, just a little small headquarters where they can meet sometimes. And this is going to happen everywhere. And the corporations are going to, empty out and there's not there's just gonna be all these empty buildings everywhere and it's gonna happen everywhere it's happening in new york right now uh, uh about 60 percent of the new yorkers have already left and they're the wealthy ones so new york has really gotten poverty stricken in the last few months and all those apartments on the west side are all empty and so um you know who's going to move to new york you know you remember when the last financial collapse happened in 2008 when before that the condo conversions. Remember that? All the apartment complexes switching to, you know, owners, people buying them. Do you think commercial real estate, all these sky rises in, in San Francisco, in, in LA, in New York, they might be going the condo conversion now? I uh, They could be. Um, I would say that they're emptying out and yeah. people, I mean, all my friends that live in LA are leaving. Every one of them. All of them. Really? Like 20 people I know are leaving. They're all, and I'm saying like a year from now, they're leaving like now. What are they, t what are they telling you? What is the reasoning? I'm always curious. I ask everybody who calls me, I'm leaving California. I know why, but what are what's the reason your friends are giving you? Uh, well, um, uh, one of my friends said that he was driving through the riots and he saw one of his best friends uh, rioting. Oh, and he was seriously shocked by that. And he confronted the guy and the guy went on to his far left rant and started calling. And they've been friends for 20 years. Him a racist and stuff. And, uh, and my friend said, that's it. I'm done. I'm not, you know, I'm, I, I want to look out my window. I see a guy, uh, a bunch of naked people, homeless, uh, filthy drug addicts on one side of the street. Then at night comes the fires and the rioting. He says, I'm out of here. They are already taxing us to death. Why should I stay here? The only thing good about Southern California is the weather. <laughs> so, you know, and, and so, yeah, there's a, this is the biggest population reset since the 1850s, I would say. I remember in the 90s, I used to work in San Francisco across from the Transamerica building. I loved San Francisco, one of my favorite cities. And I took my family a couple of years ago, and I could not believe it. I mean, even coming out of a very nice area in a hotel, it was dangerous. The homeless population was all over the place. You had yeah. this app 
that tells you where not to stomp on excrement. You've seen that, right? The poop yeah. app? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I lived in San Francisco in the 70s and early 80s and uh, used to go there like once every couple of years. And same thing here. I went there like three years ago and I said, that's it. Not coming back. Even if the restaurants are good. And this place is, you know, it's just too dangerous. A guy actually attacked me, a homeless guy. Started coming after me. And finally, I said, I looked at him. I said, if I punch this guy, I'll get arrested. Yeah. Um, what do I do? You know, and he's like pawing at my wife and. I'm like, oh, my God, right? And he stunk. And finally, I just pushed him, and we walked away as fast as we could. And um, so that was the last time I'll probably ever go there. And I'm probably not going into any big cities now, probably for the rest of my life. I don't, I don't see any point. California, what a waste. It's one of the most beautiful places, great weather. I mean, everything going for them. But these people, Newsom, this, uh, this incestual relationship, Pelosi, isn't he the nephew of a— uh, Nancy Pelosi. Is he? I did not know that. Yes, I yes. I can't stand the guy. That's all I know. I can't stand him. I can't stand to look at him. I can't stand to hear him talk. I can't stand him. He's telling people they have to lift their mask, you know, uh, and, and then close it in between bites. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, and, the, and the, he doesn't have a degree in medicine. And the people that are in the, uh, uh, the med medical field don't know and don't agree either on what's going on. So nobody really knows what's going on. It's a it's a gigantic manipulation. It could be from China. It could be from any kind of other forces that, that are uh, uh, trying to get something done right now. You know, there's this uh, this writer, uh, David Jacobs. You know who he is? David Jacobs. You mean the the hybrid one? They talk yeah. about hybrid. Yes, of course. Yeah. Well, in his books, they're always saying that the hybrids are always saying that there's this big event in the future going to change everything and then they're going to take over right yeah i wonder if this is not that big event and it's like a 10-year plan by the way if you drive for uber you're being told right now that you have a job until about 2030 and so what does that mean that means uh, it's all smart cars driverless right yeah yeah so you wake up and you'll hit you hit something on your phone app And 10 minutes later, a driverless car will pull up to your house and apartment probably, and you'll jump in the backseat and you'll do your work on your computer while it takes you to wherever you're going. And, um, and the whole future is going to be electric. They haven't quite told us how they're going to power it. So I assume they're going to start building fourth generation nuclear power plants everywhere because solar is not going to be able to handle the electric load. So I think they're also getting us ready for that one. And all this is going to be like this, oh, just just all falls into place, one piece after another, until it's all accomplished. And it's, a, it's like a done deal, and we're just kind of the, the blind following wherever we're being pushed. What about this law that they want to pass in California, that even after you leave California, you still have to pay taxes? There are many factors that even if you leave, you're still responsible for paying taxes to the state of California? Uh, well, they'd have a hard time enforcing that one. That's the reason why I left, by the way. I remember I got a bonus, and it was 50% taxed. And I said, there's no way I'm staying. This is 1996, and things have gotten worse there. Oh, yeah, California's going to just crack up. But, you know, uh, you just, uh, they're, they're, it's, it's, it's a, the, the great reset. This, happen, this happens every 80 years. Uh, and there's always, and every 80 years, there's always a big war. So 80 years ago was right near the end of 1940. And of course, war started in 1941. 160 years ago, it was 1860. And within one year, there was a civil war started. And so I think, you know, these things are, are generational. And we're moving into that fractioned uh, period right now where we're probably going to have some kind of a civil war and it's not going to be, it's going to be fought physically and on the internet. And there's these sites that show you where the Trump donors live. I mean, that could be the first shot in civil war. If people start going out to Trump donor houses and hassling them and then they start fighting back. Well, there you go. I'm trying to look for the name of my guest. He passed away a few years ago. It's, it's not G. Edward Griffin, but had a similar last name, Griff, I used to call him. And he was the he was married to a woman whose 
uh, father was a Supreme Court justice in Virginia. And he told me this, this is probably about 10, 12 years ago. He said, they are preparing for civil war here. And they are spending billions in every state, even though they're bankrupt, to make underground facilities underneath city halls. So when the extremist hits the fan, they can all go down there. Have you heard that? No, but it doesn't surprise me at all. Because uh, they, they seem kind of supremely confident in what they're doing. I mean, the mayor of Seattle doesn't seem like she's very worried about anything, right? Even though the city almost burned down. I thought Another she was going to jail for what she did. She should go to jail. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is what's where we're headed. We're at the precipice of, of this great change. And, um, you know, I, 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 if Trump wins and we'll have a civil war, if he loses, we won't. But we'll have Biden. So it's like, ugh, what do we do, you know? I don't think we'll have Biden if, if and when, if he wins. I don't think we'll have him for that long, even after, if let's say he gets elected a miracle or they steal the election, I don't think he'll even take, uh, get to January. They'll put Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi or Hillary Clinton before the election. In the next few days, may, maybe this laptop situation may really get deep to the point that he just steps out and they bring somebody like Michelle Obama or Hillary back. What do you think? Uh, that's the rumor mill I'm hearing is that um, the reason that Kamala and Biden are doing very little campaigning the, right now is because uh, the DNC is completely freaking out. They've got a copy of the, of the, the laptop, laptop and, um, and they know that uh, this ship is sinking. So they're trying to figure out, should it be Hillary and Kamala, which is where they're leaning right now, I hear. So um, I don't know how that's going to work out. I hear there's another hard disk in possession by somebody yeah. from uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz from Florida, Broward County, the most corrupt county in Florida, and that it uh, links the Clintons the, to the pedophile ring in uh, Washington. Yeah, I heard the same thing. I don't know if any of this will ever get out. Uh, the the um, criminal ring that is in control seemed to be quite fear, fearful and fearless. So they're 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 willing to kill to stop all of this, and uh, they have, and uh, you know just look at, you know then I hear these rumors that you know there's imminent mass arrests, and I hear this from people who actually yeah. are pretty high up. Not not I'm not just saying the sealed indictment thing. Not saying that. I'm saying that there's they, they that there is some group that has targeted some child trafficking rings. That's all I can say. I don't know any more than that. What do you think of FBI Director Christopher Wray? He sat on, allegedly, Hunter Biden's laptop since December 2019. While Trump's impeachment was taking place, we knew the CIA was compromised, but now we know the FBI is, and who knows what other branches of the government are, too. But what do you think of Christopher Wray? Not much. <laughs> Not much at all. It doesn't surprise me that... Uh, that shop owner took the laptop to the, no, his dad took it to the FBI, and the FBI just went, yeah, yawn, right? No big deal. I don't even think they probably looked at it, but we don't know. Um, the thing is, is that, the thing is, is that unless there's some kind of smoking gun evidence on Joe Biden, it's really, it's just Hunter, and that's not really Joe. But if we can find evidence on the laptop, that Joe is in bed with China, then that, now we're getting serious. I think there, that will actually happen. But in the court of public opinion, I mean, come on now. If I have a son, if I'm the vice president, I have a son that has no degree, was ejected from the, 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 uh, uh, the Navy, and then all of a sudden becomes a board member of a foreign company in the oil industry, earning millions of dollars, and with China and Kazakhstan and the rest of it, doesn't that ring bells? And all of a sudden, my dad or me, I go and meet with these people, and it's $10 million every time you get an introduction. He's compromised to the nth degree. This is a national security problem. I would think so, yeah. And I think that would be where this would go next, is the uh, the NSA would come in and say, okay, you know, you, you can't have uh, be privy to any of our secrets, 
So this is where, where we're headed if if any of this is true. I mean, we don't know yet. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen anything on the laptop. I've just heard secondhand, so I don't know. It's not illegal to sit on the board of a company when you have no experience. It's not illegal to give your parents money. It is illegal to accept money from your children and not claim it as income, though. So there's a, and that should be pretty easy to find out, you know? Well, these people are smart. Just like the Clintons, they have dozens of shell companies all over the world with different names on it, but you know who owns them. But uh, going north of California to Oregon, did you, do you see, I heard somebody sent this to me today. Did anyone see the firemen on the news in Oregon telling people not to go back to their burnt homes because there's fire, and I have the pictures here, fire under the ground burning at 1,200 plus degrees. And he's afraid people will be walking and the ground will just collapse underneath them and they will fall under the ground into a fire. Have you heard that? No, I haven't. I wonder, though, it sounds a little bit implausible, but, um, hmm. Dutch Thins. Dutch Thins has been talking about this for the past few weeks. Nobody's listening, and he says, Are you prepared, America, of what is about to be unleashed on a global scale? Like a pandemic or something? No, the, the, the fire under the ground, under the ground. These these fires that are happening over there, maybe, I mean, you've heard of these people that are arsons, and they're, <laughs> it's so obvious. I've seen the pictures next to highways. And you see these fires probably every mile, same interval, and they take these kerosene bottles with a magnifying glass on top. They put it there in the morning somewhere inside the woods. The sun comes along at, at noon, and boom, voila, fires. Yeah, well, fire is the devil's only friend. And um, so, yeah, I would say that it, it's not a coincidence that the as soon as the riots pretty much burned out, the fire started. So I think there, there's a direct relationship between the riots and the fires. And that relationship could very well be China. So you think, because I was thinking two things. Number one, all these bankrupt states, New York, California, they love to have COVID deaths because for every death, they get so many millions of dollars, right? And and they send people to to go and spread COVID, if that's true, to the retirement homes and for every person that they don't have to support because, you know, in New Jersey, for example, New York is $17,000, I believe, per month to house one person per month. So if you're the bankrupt government, just get rid of these people, kill them, and then you get money from the federal government. Same thing with the fires. You declare an emergency and what do you get? Billions of dollars from the government. Yeah, I wouldn't put it beneath Cuomo either to have purposely sent those people into the nursing homes just to spread that thing. And then the media treats them like he's some kind of hero. It's pretty amazing. What about these troops that people are videotaping in Canada? Just Chinese troops, hundreds and hundreds of them practicing on the roads and people take you know video of them. Supposedly, they're just exercising with the Canadian, the Royal Army over there. What a great thing would it be for them to just cross over? There's a EMP, the United States. The grid goes down, and there you have it. And I had a dream, a very vivid dream, one of the few ones in my life many years ago, where I saw these Chinese troops walking by, just... Well, they certainly are in control of it. So I don't know. I actually have a... Um... Are you there? I'm here. Okay. I have a really good friend in Canada, and I'm going to be talking. He's high up in the intelligence uh, field, and uh, I'm going to be talking to him like within the next week about all of those uh, rumors that I've been hearing about Chinese in Canada. So I'll have a more uh, firm answer for you in about four days. A couple of things before we take a break, and then I'll get your answer on the other side. But you remember years ago, there were Chinese, Chinese ghost towns with massive... Yeah, massive residential buildings that are empty. It makes you wonder if they're there for a reason in the future. And also, somebody sent me this. He said, I once had a friend who grew up in China ask me why so many Americans watch the news. Confused, I asked, what do you mean? She responded, well, in China, no one watches the news because we all know it's propaganda. I guess Americans have figured, haven't figured that out yet. Among the moments that completely changed my paradigm in life, this was one of them. But Jay, how can people learn more about your work, your website, and so on? And then we'll come back for another hour. 
Yeah, um, my uh, films and videos are uh, uh, up at Gaia.com. Uh, my uh, free articles are at jwidener.com. Uh, you can also uh, uh, watch my videos at sacredmysteries.com. And uh, I have a, a YouTube show called Reality Check, which you should check it out. Excellent. Well, folks, it's been a few years since you've had Jay Whitener on, and we, when we come back, we're going to take our gloves off, because usually when we post this on YouTube, you know what happens. We've already demonetized, but I'm trying to prevent them from shutting me down as they're doing that to a lot of our colleagues, and I'm trying to do threat with care. This is Mel Hasselrick, and you're listening to Veritas. My special guest today is Jay Whitener. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening to the first part of this important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the member section or join the Veritas family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focus Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, Pure Organic Sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. Now, proceed to the members section or subscribe, to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to Veritas. Because you don't want to believe. You want to know.